Hey girl, welcome to Christian Girls Pop. My name is Stephanie Bright and I'm the founder of this girls group as well as your host for the podcast. Around here, we are all about purpose, obedience, and prayer. That's what makes us pop. You're guaranteed to laugh, cry, learn, grow, and most importantly, become more like Jesus. We're going to rock this thing out, and we're going to have fun doing it. You ready? Let's go. Hey, girl. Welcome back to another episode of Christian Girls Pop. We are in week nine of our Bible reading plan, and this week we are talking about the sovereign, specific, praiseworthy God. The sovereign, specific, praiseworthy God. So as you can tell by the title, that's some of the different highlighted moments that we'll be discussing throughout this episode. We'll talk about God's sovereignty. We'll talk about how specific he is in his commandments and his instructions. And y'all, our God is always worthy to be praised, and we see that here in the scriptures that we read this week. So join me as we go through this week's Bible plan. Before we get to the teaching, let's go through a couple announcements. First and foremost, y'all, I have a huge announcement. If you have not seen on social media, I have left nursing. And I will do a full podcast probably just about that alone um, because I think it's something really cool to talk about. But yeah, I am leaving. I've left nursing. Um, this past week was my last week there. And if this is your first time tuning in, you may be like, okay, like, oh, whatever. <laughs> but for my people that have been rocking with me, you know that I have been working as a nurse. I've been working as a nurse for four years and the Lord has called me away from nursing in order to pursue full-time ministry, to devote my time um, fully to Christian Goals Pop and just ministry opportunities that open up with that. And so that is what I'm going to be doing. This is basically day one of a adventure of a lifetime that's ahead of me. So I'm definitely excited about that. I wanted to announce it here because y'all been rocking with me. So I wanted to bring you along on the journey with me. So like I said, I will probably do a full podcast episode about that alone or I'll do some type of content about that. So stay tuned for more about that. But I wanted to announce that. So exciting. Also, uh, second announcement, we are still, we have very few spots left for the retreat, but if you are still wanting to come, go ahead and snag your tickets. That is April 29th through May 1st. If you are wanting to attend, be around sisters who are desiring the presence of God, who want to be in a place of rest, this is your opportunity. So go ahead and check that out. Also, if you haven't, you can sign up for our newsletter and our CG Pop Bible Crew. Both of those links are in our show notes. It's a great place for you to catch up with what's going on. And the CG Pop Bible Crew is a great place to dig deeper in the Word of God. You receive all of my notes each week. And so it's a great place to really just um, increase your knowledge in the Word of God. So those are a couple of my announcements. Before we get to this reading, let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for another opportunity to teach your word. Lord, I pray that as I teach it, that ears are open to receive. I pray that you give us clarity to be able to understand and not just understand, but help us to be able to apply this, to be able to live this out in our own lives so that we can just be all that you've created us to be. We love you so much and we pray all these things in Jesus name. Amen. Okay, so for day 58, which is February 27, that's Sunday, the reading is 1 John chapter 2 and Leviticus chapter 19 through 21. 
So for Leviticus chapter 19, we read about basically the best way to describe it. I call them act right laws. Like these are laws that you need to be doing. You need to act right and live out these certain things as you're living this life of holiness. Um, as we have already seen, Leviticus is all about the laws and it's different laws for different scenarios, different occasions, different things, depending on if it's an offering or if it's a part of the temple or just things you need to do towards your mother, your father, your family. These are all different type of laws. So we read some more of those in Leviticus chapter 19. In chapter 19, verse 2, God reminds them again of his holiness. Remember, y'all, God is not playing about how holy he is. And he wants us to be reminded of that. And I pray that we are reminded of that in our own lives, that we don't just you know, just go about it like, yeah, 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 God is holy, God is holy, but that we're truly reminded of that and we live that out in our daily lives. Also in chapter 19, verse 18, it talks about loving your neighbor as yourself. And if you're familiar with the word of God, you will notice that that is definitely something that shows up in the New Testament. That's one of the commandments that Jesus speaks of to um, the people that he's teaching. And so it's basically a foreshadowing to the New Testament. And if you, one more thing to check out about ch chapter 19, if you check that, if you look at it, I am the Lord, I am the Lord. God says that over and over and over again. And I think it's very important. We see it here in this chapter more than we do in almost any of the chapters that we've read so far in Leviticus. And I think it's very important for us to note that because I am the Lord. God is reminding us of who he is. And it's so important that we are reminded of that in our everyday lives, that we don't just forget the God that we serve, but that we are reminded of exactly who he is and exactly who he can be in our lives. So that was chapter 19. Leviticus chapter 20, there's a call to holiness. And then it also talks about the punishment for sin. These laws are what they use to live a life of holiness and they just talk about the punishment that there. Um, there's also the discussion of the punishment for sin when, when y'all don't act right, basically. <laughs> so that's chapter twenty, and then chapter twenty-one. Um, it's talking about the need for the priests to be holy and the things that they need to do in order to be holy. You know, if they're going to be leaders, they're be, they're held to a higher standard. The word the word of God says that teachers of the word are held to a higher standard. These priests, they were held to a higher standard than than the other people. They had even stricter laws that they had to follow that the, I guess the easiest way to say it, the common people didn't have to follow. And that's how God sets things up. If he's going to have you leading somebody, if he's going to have you in charge of something, you're not going to be able to do the same things as everyone else. You're not going to be able to go to all the same places. You're not going to be able to live the same life that they're living. You can't lead someone if y'all doing the same things, y'all living the same life. No one is ahead of anybody. You have to be in a leading capacity. And the Lord will call you to do certain things as he requires you to be holy. So that was Leviticus chapter 19 through 21. The same day, the reading is also 1 John chapter 2. And he's commanding us to really obey the Lord. And obedience is a huge topic that's discussed in this chapter of really what that looks like to obey. And something that he brings up is the fact that the commandment to obey has always been there. As we can see in Leviticus, it's always been about obedience to what God has said. The laws just look different now, but that doesn't mean that our heart towards God or our obedience should ever change. That's Sunday, February 27th, which is day 58. For day 59, which is February 28th, the reading is Leviticus chapter 22 and 23 and 1 John chapter 3. In Leviticus chapter 22, um, we read about the laws of different offerings that need to be presented in order for them to be holy and how they have to be presented 
a certain way. Remember, we're talking about how specific God is, the sovereign, specific, praiseworthy God. God is very specific in his commands, and he is specifically specific in his sovereignty. All these things that he's doing, all these commandments that he's asking of them, and all these instructions that he's commanding them to do, there's a reason for them. There's a reason And we're not going to go super, super in-depth about the different reasons of why this lamp has to be here and why this has to be there and why this has to be there. But we as believers, we have to understand and we have to grasp the concept that we may not always understand why we have to do certain things, but we need to trust that we live a life of obedience and God will bless. And as we obey him specifically as he commanded us, not doing things our own way, but, but doing them exactly as he has commanded them. When we set it up, when we do it like that, God will bless for sure. So that's chapter 22. And something y'all, I just like, remember we did this challenge last week and I'll bring that challenge up again this week. As we're reading through these laws, I know it can get boring. I know it can be like, oh my gosh, why am I reading this? I want to quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. I promise you. It's going to it's gonna be good. Keep reading. Keep reading. Keep reading. But one thing I challenge you as you're reading is to thank Jesus for what he came to do. Thank you, Jesus, for what you came to do. Because of Jesus' sacrifice, I no longer have to keep up with all these laws. Because y'all, look, imagine me trying to figure out what day of the week it is. and Because in chapter 23... It's talking about all these different laws of feasts and festivals and stuff that they have to adhere to. And it's based on the day and the month and the year. I'm, I gotta look at the calendar every day and be like, okay, it's the seventh day of this 10th month. What am I supposed to be doing today? Okay, I gotta get two rams, two goats. There's so much to keep up with y'all. Like I look at this and I read this and I'm like, oh Lord Jesus, I'm stressed because that I would mess something up. I, <laughs> if it's not in my planner, it ain't getting done. I would have been like, oh, man, I skipped the year of Jubilee. My bad, y'all. Um, <laughs> so I'm just thankful that we don't have to follow these laws anymore. There are different things that we have to be obedient to. But um, thankfully, following all these laws of the feasts and the festivals is not one of them. So shout out to my Jesus. And um, in First John chapter 3, he's given us a commandment to stop sinning. Like literally y'all John is straight to the point. He's not playing with us. He's right up there with Paul in these chapters. Like he is very like, boom, do it. Boom. Get your life together. Boom. Act right. Like he's like, if you love God, you're going to stop sinning. And so as he's talking about this, he's meaning in the sense of like, you're not just going to choose sin like you used to. You will sin just because you're, you're in a, fleshly body still and you still have a sinful nature and you know there's a war of the flesh and the spirit and all this stuff right but in the sense that like you're not just gonna every day like yeah I'm gonna still keep killing people yeah I'm gonna still keep doing this there should be a conscious change that happens that you don't want to do those things he's like y'all stop sinning and keep God's commandments like that sums up chapter three he's very um to the point He's very similar to Peter in his writings as far as always reminding the reader or reminding the church that he's addressing of what what Jesus has come to do. He's always reminding us of the gospel. He's always reminding us of what God already did. And I think it's really cool that they have that style of writing because we need to be reminded of that as well. We need to remind ourselves of what God has done. That's what keeps us going to do the next thing. Day 60, which is Tuesday, March 1st. The reading is Leviticus chapter 24 and 25 and 1 John chapter 4. So in Leviticus chapter 24, we read about the instructions of setting up the lamb, setting up the showbread, and it also talks about blasphemy and the punishment for blasphemy. 
In chapter 25, we read about the Sabbath years and the years of Jubilee. This is what I was talking about, all these different years. And you got to remember this for this year and this for that year. Y'all, I've been struggling. I can barely keep up with one week. Like I, I look at my plan. I check my calendar all the time to make sure that I'm keeping up with everything. And to keep up with all this extra stuff, no thank you, I'll pass. <laughs> so thankfully, uh, we don't have to do that. And in First John, he talks about testing the spirits. And that basically means that everybody ain't saying stuff just because they love Jesus. Some people are being false teachers and false preachers and false prophets. And y'all need to figure out the difference. Some people will tell you something and it sounds good, but they don't mean it. They did not pray about it before they told you about it. And you'll walk around with this, ooh, somebody told me a word. I, I believe that this is going to happen. I'm like, they, where did they get that from? Because... If it didn't come from the Lord, I don't want it, okay? Anyways, that's a whole nother thing. But First John chapter 4 talks about testing the spirits. And then he's also really talking about the love of God. And basically, if you love God, you're going to keep his commandments. If you don't keep his commandments, you don't love God. If you love him, you'll abide with him. If you're not abiding with him, you don't love him. Like, y'all, John is straight to the point. He is not playing with us. Like, He's not. And sometimes we need a like a straight shooter type of guy, right? You have some of those friends that are like, oh, girl, it's okay. Like, it's going to be all right. You just keep doing this and it'll get better. And then you got that one friend that's like, Mm-mm, nope, y'all, I'm that one friend. <laughs> I, I'm pretty black or white when it comes to stuff um, in the sense that I am... I don't want to play around with stuff. I don't want to straddle the fence. I'm like, I'm all in. Let's do it. What are we doing? And... I, you, sometimes you need that type of person. Now, granted, I have to watch myself because I don't want my straightforwardness to ever come off as being rude, right? Um, and so for my people like me, my straightforward people, I see you. We right here. I get it. But sometimes, we, you know, friends, we need that straightforward type friend. And that's what John is. He is not playing. He's like, do you love God? Then keep his commandments and stop sinning. You're like, okay. <laughs> Alrighty then. So, um, I I really enjoy that. Also, um, he hits on the and talks about the Antichrist, which he also talked about in some of the earlier chapters. And you read, you can read more and learn more about the Antichrist in Revelation, which we will get to that book at some point in time during this year. But he does hit on that first, um, and that basically is somebody who is what it sounds like the Antichrist against Christ and will do everything to be against Christ. Um, and we see that more towards the end times. So that is day 60. Moving on to day 61, which is Wednesday, March 2nd. The reading is Leviticus chapter 26 and 27 and 1 John chapter 5. In Leviticus chapter 26, we read about what happens when you're obedient and the blessings that come with that. And then we also read about what happens when you're disobedient and the punishment that goes with that. And so um, that was, you know, what happened to them when they were disobeying certain laws or obeying certain laws and the blessings of God that would come from that. And even though we're not following these laws to this day, we have to remember that God still blesses obedience. You can read about it in Romans, you can read about it in First John, like we just read. You can read about it um, several places in scripture of how important obedience is and that God blesses obedience. And so that's chapter 26. And once again, God takes time to remind them of who he is and what he's done. And remember, I mentioned this last week, but remember, God doesn't remind us of things that he's done to hold it over our heads or to manipulate us in any way. And I feel like that needs to be said because we live in a world with faulty humans and you may have been in a position where you've been with someone manipulative. Maybe someone still currently lives in your home or you're in a relationship with someone who is manipulative and they can use certain things as leverage basically they're like well I did this for you so you have to do this for me well I did this for you so you should be 
willing to do stuff for me without complaining or without saying no. And one, I, I'm sorry that you've had to be around those people or deal with those type of people. That's definitely not healthy. I've been in relationships with those type people myself and it's not a fun time for sure but when God is reminding them of how he brought them out of Egypt of how he brought them out of slavery of of what he did for them he's reminding them so that they can be encouraged that they can trust him again that they can have confidence in him again it's not that he's trying to bargain with them or to manipulate them or persuade them he's just simply reminding them I'm the same God. And because I don't change, you can trust me. You can be obedient to me and you can obey these laws because you know that I am sovereign. I have your best interests at heart and you can trust me. So that's what the Lord is doing in these scriptures. So that's chapter 26. For chapter 27, we read about the laws of dedication and devotion as they were presenting offerings and stuff like that in the temple. And y'all, that is the end of Leviticus. We have finished another book. And the cool thing about this day we actually finished two books in one day because if you skip down to 1 John chapter 5, that's also the last chapter for 1 John. And so we are finishing up two books in one day, which is super cool. In 1 John chapter 5, we read about the victory that we have in Jesus. And so he ends on a very encouraging note, reminding us that we have the victory through Christ, that because of what he's done, that we can walk in his power, walk in his victory, and live a life of victory through Christ Jesus. So that is day 61. Congratulations. We have gotten through two more books, and we are going to keep pushing. So day 62, which is Thursday, March 3rd, we are starting Numbers, and then we're going to also read a Psalm. So we're in Numbers chapter 1 and 2, and then Psalm chapter 68. So let's do a quick little intro about Numbers. So Numbers is the fourth book of the Old Testament. It's the fourth book of the Pentateuch. Pentateuch is the first five books of the Old Testament all put together. And Numbers is called Numbers because it's about numbers. What? Yeah, it's really that simple. <laughs> it's about numbers. So a lot of the scripture is we're talking about um, different records and census that were censuses. Is that how you would say it in a plural form? Sensei? I don't know, y'all. Multiple senses. Sis. <laughs> y'all, I don't know. Anyways, they do a census multiple times collecting information about how many Israelites were traveling. And it's a, I, I know once again, y'all, I know I'm going to be real with y'all. It can be boring, right? You're like, why do we need to read this? I know, I know, but let's be disciplined and let's keep reading anyway. And it's really cool to kind of look at it because it gives you an idea of really how many people were traveling with them. I think I always just kind of assumed that, you know, it was maybe like, like I don't know, like when I envision the Israelites traveling, I envision like maybe 100 people, you know, just kind of rocking with them. And 100 people is a lot of people to lead for 40 years. Let's Let's make that clear. But it was like a million people if minimum of like a million people that were with them. You can take time to add it all up. Y'all know I'm not good with math. I'm not doing that. But um, studies have shown and scholars have shown and studied on this that it is at least a million people that were being led out of the wilderness. Like that's an insane amount of people. And so this is just keeping track of everybody by their tribes and keeping up with everybody. And here's the thing, the numbers that you're reading, especially in these first couple chapters, it's just the men that they're counting. They're not counting the women or the children for the most part, minus the Levites. But 
for everyone else, they weren't even counting the women or the children. And so you can add that to the number as well. So y'all, it was an insane amount of people that have traveled on this journey. And if you do not know already, the Israelites are who we're reading about, that we're reading about in the Old Testament. They were living in Egypt. They were being slaves there. God freed them, used Moses as a leader to free them and to go on this journey into the promised land. This journey, the actual the actual distance on a map that was supposed that could have happened was 11 days. But because of their disobedience, God kept them in this wilderness. He pruned out all these people that were sinning, kept them in the wilderness for 40 years before they ever made it to the promised land. And so a lot of the 40-year journey is found in this book that we will read about. What we read in Exodus was basically just like the first year or so because um, it says literally in chapter 1 of verse 1 of Numbers that they're only in their second year in this wilderness journey. So that whole first year was all of Leviticus and number and Exodus that we were reading. So yeah, because God was taking time to set down, you know, rules and laws and all this stuff. So that's a little bit about numbers. So let's dive in. In Numbers chapter one, we read about the census that is taken for war as they're counting all the Israelites. And like I said, it's a whole lot of people, which is crazy. And then chapter two, it's talking about arranging the tribes in the camp. And um, it's really cool to really see how it's all set up as we read through numbers. But um, the way that even the tribes were set up, how God arranged them, um, if you were to look at it on a map from like an aerial view or a bird's eye point of view, it actually shapes a cross. And the day that I found that out, y'all, I was like, boohoo grind it was just so beautiful because I'm like wow it's always been about the cross even if they didn't even know it they had no idea what they were doing they were just setting up where God told them to and it was all about the cross anyways that's super deep we can get into that more later but that's chapter one and two in Psalm chapter 68 it's talking about how God always comes through and it's correlating with numbers and remember we're reading through the thematic Bible plan which means that the scripture is congruent which means that they correlate with each other and um both passages are referring to you know how God brought and in Psalm 68 it refers to how God brought the Israelites out of Egypt and even it talks about the tribal camps and how they were set up and so we can see how both of those um correlate together so as they read through the Psalms they were reminded of what they had already lived out which is so cool so that is Thursday March 3rd moving on to Friday day 63 which is March 4th the reading is Numbers chapter 3 and 4 and Psalm chapter 134 in Numbers chapter 3, we read about the census once again, and then the different duties of the tribes. So remember, God is sovereign. God is specific. He has everything already thought out. So he has certain tribes doing certain things depending on what he wants them to do. And um, in chapter 4, we read of the Levite duty. So Levite were also one of the tribes, um, but they had special duties that were assigned to the temple specifically, to the temple specifically. So God is specifically specific. And when he gives you instruction for your life, then we need to be able to understand he's already thought this out. He's already laid, he's He's alpha and omega. That means he has already laid this whole thing out. So when he tells me to do something, I simply need to be obedient to go and do what God is calling me to do. So that's what something we can gain as we're reading the scripture. We're not just reading just to read. We're always reading to understand and apply and get to know God and get to know his word. We're learning how specific God is. We're learning that we can trust him because he is specific in his sovereignty. 
And Psalm 134 is a very, very quick psalm. It's literally three verses. And um, it's a song of praise, as a lot of the psalms are, but it also speaks of the fact of standing watch in the temple and standing and standing guard. And that's what the, the Levites were assigned to do, was to watch over the temple. And so so that is Friday, March 4th, which is day 63. Last but not least, the last reading for the week is day 64, which is Saturday, March 5th. The reading is Numbers chapter 5 and 6, and then Psalm chapter 61. In Numbers chapter 5, we read of how they were commanded to remove unclean people, and it also talks about if um, a wife commits adultery, the process there. Remember, holiness is big to God, and he was not playing about it. He had laws already set up for every scenario. He was like, I got a law for that. <laughs> you got to follow this. And um, Numbers chapter 6 is it's talking about being separated. And I think that's something very key for us to hone into as we're reading these scripture. Remember that God is specific and his commandments are specific. And being set apart, being holy is something that we are called to live. That's not just even if the laws look different now in the New Testament, holiness is still a standard that God requires. And we, I think we've lost a bit of that in this, in this generation as we um, seek God's face. And remember, we've talked about holiness before. So a lot of people have misconstrued what holiness is and their hearts are far from holy. But Holiness means being separated. So this means that we're not going to be running with the, everybody that we used to run with. We're not going to be able to hang at the same places that we used to hang around. We're not going to be able to do all the same things that other people do. And you can read in Numbers chapter 6 of different things that they they couldn't do as they were being separated. And remember, we even talked, we even read about the different um, standards that the priests were held to and how they had to do certain things that even the quote unquote common people didn't have to do as a royal priesthood, because first Peter reminds us that we are a royal priesthood. First Peter chapter two, verse nine, we are a royal priesthood. That means that we now are this priesthood that we've been reading about in the Old Testament. So now we as well are held to a higher standard. That means that God has commandments for us of ways that we need to live holy in our own lives. Holiness and being set apart is huge in this reading for the day. And one key thing um, to check out, if you read Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 through 26, this may sound familiar. A lot of churches read this off as a benediction, which means that like a blessing when it's time to leave. Um, this is also where the song, The Blessing by Carrie Job comes from. Um, so you may have heard this and you're like, oh yeah, I've, I've heard that before. So that's just something cool to check out. And then in um, Psalm chapter 61, it's talking about vows. Once again, it's another song of praise, but you'll you'll read about how it talks about um, the vows that have set. And in Numbers chapter 6, this is with all about the Nazarite vow. And so you can see the congruency there. And something to ask yourself is, what vows have I made to God? What vows have I spoken and said that I would live by? And what have I told God? And am I living out my vows? Right. We've heard we do vows for weddings and, you know, it's it's tradition. But have we made any vows to God of things that we will do for him? And have we kept up with them? If we haven't, it's time to do a like a vow check in. See where we're at. See if we need to work on some stuff as we live this life for Christ. 
So that is the readings for the week. Thanks so much for sticking with me on this Bible plan. I pray that you continue to go with it, to learn, to grow, and become exactly who God has called you to be. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you have not already, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Christian Girls Pop. You can check out our website at ChristianGirlsPop.com. And if you would like to donate to this ministry, you can donate on Venmo at Christian Girls Pop, on Cash App at Dollar Sign Christian Girls Pop, and via PayPal using the email address cgpopdonate at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. And as always, remember, Jesus already loves you so much. Don't you ever forget that.